Hi everybody, welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, EJ Fed Talks. How's everybody doing? It's been kind of a kind of a weird week. I'm recording this late, which most likely doesn't affect you because I usually record and post this on Friday night. And nobody listens to podcasts on the weekend except weirdos like me. So you're probably listening to this at the same time you always listen to it. So I'm creating back needless backstory. And yet here we are. It's been a it's been a long week. Had a lot of uh, a lot of issues at work. Uh, and there's just been there's just been stuff going on got a lot of my mind uh and i afraid i'm i afraid holy smokes guys i'm falling apart uh i was going to kind of this week i thought i was going to talk about some some uh things i've been enjoying lately uh i get a little get a little bit of positivity in here so we'll we'll get to that how's that sound i keep asking as if is if I expect an answer. Um, man, my rhythm is real off this week. Look, we'll we'll work through this together, right? We'll find it. Um, somebody tried to tried to scam me on social media this week. That was exciting. Uh, I actually had three weird social media experiences all on the same day. Um, so why don't I tell you about them? That'll be fun. Uh, one, one was just on Facebook. I got a, because my, my website, uh, spunkybean.com, the second most important site on the internet after teasedbysummer.com, uh, my website has a Facebook page and I'll sometimes get notifications on that, even though we have never really used the Facebook page for anything. I feel like the most recent update was maybe related to notifying people about an episode of Nathan for you, which has been off the air for several years now. Uh, I mean, it's a good note to go out on. Sure. But uh, every once in a while, I'll get a notification that uh, somebody started following the page, which seems weird since we don't do anything with it. And I have not been keeping up the website with any uh, regularity of late. Uh, it's turning into a bit of a, a bit of a ghost town, but this time it gave me the name of a person. Uh, you know, sometimes it just says somebody followed your page. This one gave me the name of a person. And what else am I going to do? I checked I checked it out because they were from Michigan. So I was wondering if maybe they were someone I knew or if they knew uh, one of the other people who sometimes writes for the site. Frankly, nobody writes for it with any regularity right now. Uh, my friend Larry writes about Star Trek a lot. He's kind of keeping us afloat, but there's not any Star Trek shows on right now. So... It's just wind whistling through through the trees. But uh, this person, I did not know this person, and they weren't didn't seem to be friends with anybody I knew. But the fascinating thing was almost all of this person's posts, this, this woman's posts, were in support of Donald Trump and anti-mask stuff. And she can't possibly be happy with the content I'm providing. Uh, you know, it's a website about TV. It's not explicitly political, but it comes up. Uh, there has never been 
one good thing said about Trump on that website, and there are probably a quarter million words worth of Celebrity Apprentice recaps. Uh, that's one of the biggest projects of my life. Uh, so I, I don't even know why somebody would like a largely defunct Facebook page on a, about a rarely updated website that is very much in opposition to her main things. Uh, but that's just one of those mysteries of the Internet. Uh, then the person who, who genuinely tried to scam me was on Instagram. Some, uh, somebody, I was going to say some woman, but it's most likely somebody posing as a woman, uh, went back and liked a bunch of my posts and I, you know, you get notifications and then I think, oh, do I know this person? Or maybe they're a Fed Talks listener. And obviously they're not a Fed Talks listener. I know every listener I have by name. Uh, I think I've met all of them in person. This is not a successful podcast. Uh, so, you know, that was weird. So I just kind of followed them back, you know, hoping maybe I'd figure out who this person was or why they were creeping on me all of a sudden. And then they started uh, messaging me. And it was normal at first like kind of broken English, but she said right off it wasn't her first language. And, you know, I had no reason to uh, doubt anything until she started telling me about how she's uh, uh, starving and nobody cares because her dad is dead. And, uh, you know, the American dream. Um, oh, that was real mean. <laughs> it's my American dream. <laughs> Not everybody wants that for their dad, but some of us. Probably shouldn't say that into a microphone, and yet here we are. Uh, and then she asked if I'd help, and at this point, my my uh, my scam detector was going off. And what she wanted me to do was buy a Steam wallet gift card. And if you're not familiar with Steam, it's an online sort of gaming service. Uh, people who know more about it will tell me why I'm using the wrong words, but it's a place where you buy video games for your computer. Uh, and take a, take a picture of the serial number and the receipt and send them to her, and she would give that to a pawn shop so they would give her cash. And that all seemed ridiculous. So I just went, all right, I'm going to head out and buy a gift card. And I, I Googled... Uh, a Steam wallet gift card scam. And sure enough, that is apparently a common thing because I guess there's some vulnerability where they can actually use that for money laundering. So I could have been flat out involved with organized crime if I'd been a little more trusting. Uh, then the other weird interaction was a uh, another woman I wasn't familiar with followed me on Instagram. And again, nobody follows me on Instagram. Uh it is it it is a pittance, and suddenly I got people liking me and following me. It was, it was a very exciting day, and uh, so she messages me, and just says, "Hey, are you are you Karen Fed Talks brother?" Uh, Fed Talks being my legal last name now, of course, and I don't know a Karen uh, Fed Talks, but there aren't that many of us in existence. So, like, we're probably related somehow, and it's just a person I've never met. Ah, uh, by the way, 
uh, dropping the, the Fed Talks last name pretense for a second. If you actually go to Fedus.com, it is a cattle ranching web. It's a cattle auction website. And the people running it are in my family. Uh, I don't know that they know I exist. Uh, but yeah, Fedus.com, if you want to bid on a heifer, I guess. Those are, that's the word. Uh, so I just, and anyway, she asked if I was Karen Fedtuck's brother, and I said what I said here is no, but I'm probably related to her somehow. And her response was, okay, well, bye, bro. <laughs> and then she blocked me. <laughs> she was very upset that I was not the brother of a person I'd never heard of. It's like, you reached out to me, lady. Don't, you don't get to be mad at me for not being related to somebody. I had no say in that. I'd swap out one of my sisters for this Karen if I could. I mean, not the good sister, obviously. She's, uh, you know, keeping Jane. I'm swapping out the other one. Don't even want to say her name. It's certainly not Karen. So that was my, the extent of my uh, interactions with social media this week, mostly. Um, a couple uh, TV things I wanted to talk about. You can always tell when I don't have much to say because I want to talk. I, I just talk about TV and that's something I could just talk about for a half hour every week, even though I have not been watching as diligently as I should lately. I'm missing things. I'm trying to get caught up and we'll talk about some of the things I'm getting caught up on. But uh, two things both related to Disney Plus is... Uh, I am. I have not talked about it every week like I threatened to, but I'm still very much enjoying WandaVision, and I'm and I believe now it is more than just the fact that there hasn't been a new Marvel thing in a year and a half. Uh, it's it really is good and clever, uh, and I really the way it's been sort of classic TV homages and it jumps forward a decade every week, and this was sort of the the two thousands. Uh, uh, office style stuff which I've been looking forward to this whole time and admittedly they got more they leaned a little more modern family than the office for my tastes but uh it was still a lot of fun and a thing I really liked is the the scenes with Vision and Darcy were actually uh homages to curb your enthusiasm <laughs> right down to the like the the organ musical stings <laughs> Which was were actually justified by the plot at first, which was very funny. Uh, but the anyway, it's over. I'll really dig into Wanda. Well, I'll do a post Wandavision special in a couple of weeks, and that way, if you don't care, you can skip it or jump ahead because. Uh, and I don't want to spoil anything because I'm not a monster. But I will say that I have been worried for the last couple of weeks that this was going to go one of two ways, uh, one being that uh, Wanda lost control of her power and uh, was now a threat, and the other way being that it was going to be the work of uh, a character who would be familiar to people who read comics but had never been referenced on the show or in any of the movies and would thus be sort of a, sort of a damp squib of a reveal. And the first one of those would be kind of gross, and the second would be uh, dumb. And I really didn't want to have it have Wanda lose control of her powers because it's 
a lot of this is sort of inspired by a story where that did happen and it's this writer named John Byrne who has a real thing for doing stories where women get too powerful and they have to be punished and it's super gross and like if you ever wonder why so many of the nerds my age are are just the worst uh including I'll throw myself in there I'm not I'm not above this uh it's because uh of John Byrne and because we got to vote on whether or not Robin died uh those two things really just made us a generation of sort of uh, the first one just conveyed some weird ideas about women, and the second just made us entitled brats. Uh, and I guess now with social media, everybody who likes anything can just make demands of the creators. So uh, honestly, this is all going to collapse sooner rather than later. But without spoiling anything, they didn't do either of those things. There was sort of a reveal that truthfully wouldn't mean anything to people who haven't read comics for 20 years but it didn't matter because it was sort of tied into a thing that happened in the show and they just put a familiar to nerds name on a thing that the show set up and that's me not spoiling anything but the the reveal is actually justified by the show itself uh which i think there's i didn't think they could pull it off I also think all the people who are convinced that this this TV show is going to justify why the X-Men will exist, uh, that seems wrong-headed to me because you don't need to make a TV show to explain why there are why there are X-Men now. You just make an X-Men movie and say, hey, look at these guys. It's literally how movies work. Uh, you know, they couldn't do X-Men for a long time because of the, the rights. It's a lot. Uh, the point is, I don't think this is, go this is going to introduce Wolverine at the end, which would be rad. I've got no, I've got no beef with Wolverine, but they're not going to introduce him in a TV show. <sighs> Just mentioning Wolverine, uh, this will not make sense to anybody, but since I laughed about it, I have to mention it. A uh, uh, friend of the friend of the podcast, Teased by Summer, uh, drew, drew drew Wolverine as a turkey, and it made me laugh so hard. Like, like you know, it's like this Thanksgiving turkey you could decorate yourself. And she made it into Wolverine, and the idea of turkey Wolverine is so funny to me. And I really want. I really want like Tur Turkey Wolverine to fight like a goat version of Magneto or something. But now every time I think of Wolverine, I think of him as a turkey because my brain is broken. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention about Disney Plus is as of Friday, all five seasons of the original Muppet show are on there. And this is this is exciting. And I'm going to feel a little hypocritical because I've been so... I've started to have such an issue with nostalgia lately, like with people just to when, when nostalgia for something overtakes the desire for something new. Uh, it's why we have to get that Ghostbusters movie that looks very bad uh, because, you know, nothing conjures the spirit of the original Ghostbusters better than children and respectful platitudes. Uh, 
Yeah, one of these days I'll do that episode about how much I hate 80s nostalgia. But so, but the point is, for me to be so excited about something from my childhood is maybe uh, uh, runs counter to what I've been saying. But for one thing, The Muppet Show is legitimately awesome. And I'm not even saying I'm going to sit and watch 100 episodes of it on Disney+. Plus. That seems unlikely. But my recommendation to you is at least check it out because even if you, if you're anywhere near my age, you have some memories of the Muppet Show. Uh, I mean, obviously a memory of the Muppets because they've been sort of a cultural force on and off for 45 years or so. But those those original shows are, especially if you watch the, excuse me, I'm not ed- editing that out. I burped. This is real. I burped again. Double real. Uh, those early episodes are kind of experimental, and the characters have a little more more edge to them. Like, at some point, they become the... I don't want to say corporate, because that seems a little too cynical, but they're a little bit... They're a little bit blunted uh, in order to be more... Iconic, I guess. Like, there's a lot of deep sadness in the Muppets early on. And the early episodes also... some Frequently, characters are introduced, like mainstay characters. Uh, you know, some of them are already part of the show when it begins. But, like, there's an episode introducing Scooter. And Miss Piggy is not on the first episode. She comes along and there's an episode about her joining the cast. And that's really interesting. And then to see these things that worked and didn't work and who made the cut. Uh, And, you know, like I said, they have a little more edge to them. One thing I love about the early episodes is uh, Rolf, the dog who plays piano, is a little more of a um, more of an important character. You know, he's one of the he's one of the main Muppets all along. But his his personality kind of faded out a few years in. And he was originally kind of played as like an old showbiz dog who'd been doing this a while, and he kind of settled here. And I, I am not kidding when I say season one Rolf is very Tom Waits. He's early, like early uh, uh, closing time, Heart of Saturday Night's Nighthawks at the Diner version of Tom Waits. And like a lot of his sketches are... Rolf sitting at the piano and telling a story that he occasionally punctuates with some piano. And it is, it's great. I love that. Um, there are the Harry Belafonte episode, which I think is maybe in season two is like legitimately beautiful television. And, uh, one episode I am looking forward to watching is, (laughs) The episode hosted by Crystal Gale. Uh, And I do not remember what Crystal Gale is famous for. I don't know that I've ever seen a thing she's involved with besides The Muppet Show. But when that episode first aired and I was a small child, I remember that being the first time I thought a lady was pretty. (laughs) And I remember saying that during the show and my parents were very struck by it. Because I was maybe too young to even say that. I think it was maybe because she had very long hair. I, I don't know, but I'm looking forward to putting that piece back in into my uh, 
brain where it belongs, I guess. But uh, it's also the fun thing about just going through the guest list is sort of the we reminders of how weird the late 70s, early 80s were in terms of who could be famous. I mean, there is 100% an episode hosted by Moominshans, who, if you are younger than me, you have never heard of. And they were a Swiss performance art troupe who would wear bodysuits and boxes on their heads. And then they would put like, like make silly string designs on their heads, like make faces and so. But there'd be like elements of magic where they'd sort of unfold their box to show different faces. And I cannot do it justice because it does not make sense. But this was a thing that was popular enough to host the Muppet Show. Uh, I think they showed up on Sesame Street too, which... I assume they did other things, but for the age I was when they were famous, those were obviously the two biggest things you could do was Sesame Street and The Muppet Show. I mean, what else were you going to do? Somehow travel back through time and get on Batman 66? That's that's the only way I knew something was famous, if it was on one of those things. So if you got Disney+, Plus, check out some old Muppet Show episodes. Find a, watch the early ones, and after that, find a host you like and just... You don't have to watch 100 episodes, you, but pick a few. You'll have fun. Those Muppets are great. Well, they've, they've, there isn't really anything that scratches that Muppets. No, wait, I'm lying. There is something that scratches that Muppets itch right now. Also on Disney+, Plus, there's a an alien talk show uh, from uh, Brian Henson, the, who is Jim's son, who... Uh, does Muppet type stuff that's not explicitly owned by Disney. Even though this is a Disney show, but it's called Earth to Ned. And this alien who's supposed to destroy Earth falls in love with pop culture and abducts celebrities to be on his talk show. And it is a show that children could watch, but it's very fun. Uh, a lot of a lot of my my podcast favorites write on it. Uh, uh, Jordan Morris and Nick Weiger and Eliza Skinner are all all on staff there. And it's super funny, and it really actually does kind of scratch that Muppet itch. Because, I mean, it's very Muppety, but the the puppet work is beautiful. This whole episode's turning into an ad for Disney+, Plus, which was not my intention. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming in March. Uh, maybe they'll put some money in. That'd be nice. Get some of that Disney dollars, by which I mean dollars from Disney and not the kind you can only spend in the park because there's a pandemic and I'm not going to Disney. I've never been to Disney World. Last year, uh, when I went, when I had my California trip, I went to downtown Disney, which is like right outside of uh, of Disney. I can never remember if it's World or Land, which one is which. But it's right outside, and they have, like, the Disney shops, and they have some attractions. And that's where I did the Avengers virtual reality experience, where you wear a combination Black Panther Iron Man suit, and you save the world, and Spider-Man tells you you're doing a good job, and if you're me, you almost cry when that happens. Which is very weird when you consider that Spider-Man, uh, in terms of the movies, is much younger than I am. I, I, I'm desperate for the approval of a child. That is unsurprising, I suppose. Uh, and I was going to... I think maybe I'll put it off now because I talked about those things for so long. Uh, I was going to talk about some shows and games and stuff I've been enjoying and 
One thing that I need to watch before next week so I can talk about it is uh, I've mentioned before how how much I love the the world of DC Comics, the DC Universe, if you will, Batman especially, but the whole the whole mess, all the weird stuff. Their TV shows and movies have mostly been trash, uh, which has come up multiple times. Uh, really, the only two good live-action DC shows of the last few years have been uh, uh, Doom Patrol and Gotham. Uh, and Gotham was the, the show that asked the question, what if all the Batman stuff happened when Bruce Wayne was still 11 years old? And... I highly recommend you watch that. I think that's on, it's either Netflix or Hulu, but it's all there. It's, it is absolutely insane. The show starts out as it's supposed to be a cop show about Jim Gordon uh, in his, before he's commissioner. And he's just the guy working in the most corrupt city in America. And then they decide to just start putting villains in it. <laughs> and, by by season five, Bane is in it, and he's fighting, he's fighting Alfred, and it's the funniest thing. God, you guys, Gotham's really good. I, I miss it so much. Uh, been talking a lot about Gotham now. I could devote a whole episode to Gotham, and one day I will. It's the best version of the Penguin ever. Also. You know what? I'm going to say this. Uh, Gotham made me cry once. Probably more than once, but one time that was not intentional on their part. I do get very emotional about things related to the Batman mythos. Uh, I've strayed so far from my original point, I promise I'll loop back to it. But uh, Penguin, who's played by Robin Lord Taylor on the show, and he uh, is genuinely tremendous. It is an insane performance that is so perfect. Uh, he... Like, they wanted to sort of simulate the sort of his waddle, I guess. So uh, Gotham Penguin has a limp that comes from getting his leg broken in the first episode. And when I broke my leg, uh, I broke my leg in 2004. And one day I'm going to spend an episode on that because that was that was a wild experience where I hallucinated heavily. Uh and I had a limp for 15 years. It suddenly, it literally went away about two years ago. And I don't know why, and it doesn't hurt anymore, but for 15 years, it hurt every day, and I limped. And at one point, I thought I was going to use a cane. I, it would be better to use a cane than limp, because one time at a movie theater, teenagers made fun of me for limping. But they're not going to not make fun of me if I have a cane. And also I needed to lose weight because I was just sort of above the threshold of being, oh, look, fat guy with a cane. Like, I think now I could maybe pull a cane off. I mean, nobody can pull a cane off, but it wouldn't. Look, there's a lot going on. Also, my mother hurt her leg recently and wondered if I had a cane that she could use. And of course I have canes. Um, I had, had like a, a crummy one from the hospital when I was starting to walk again after breaking my leg. And then my grandpa let me use a nice cane. He had so many canes. And, and after he died, I took a couple canes from his, uh, I mean, I only have a couple things of his because 
you know, he didn't have much left when he died. I don't want to talk about my grandpa again. I'll get upset. But there are a few things of his I really wanted, and I some of them, and I had some of his canes. So my mother's like, "Hey, do you have any canes?" I'm like, "Lady, I got so many canes," and I bring her my canes, and her reaction was, "They're all tall." Well, yeah, I'm tall. That's why I have tall canes. I wouldn't have a short cane. My grandpa was tall. I'm tall. I use his. I used his tall canes when I needed a cane. I don't know what you want from me. You wanted me to have a bunch of short canes in reserve just in case. Uh, God, this is like a story within a story within a story. This is a real, this is, this is my homage to you talking you two to me. We're going to be blue turtling in no time. Uh, okay. So anyway, I had this limp and there's an episode of Gotham where this, uh, this, female crime boss is trying to ingratiate herself to penguin and one of the things she does is just she just rubs his his bad leg and just that literally made me cry because i thought nobody's ever gonna love me enough to rub my bad leg i'm gonna die alone unlike penguin <laughs> i didn't say i'm doing good uh yeah, I literally cried because I thought nobody would ever love me enough to get past my limp. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because I legitimately thought that right up until the day I stopped limping. Like, I will definitely die alone because I have this stupid limp. Uh, anyway, I'm looping back. I'm, that was the counterexample of bad DC shows. But anyway, most of the DC shows are bad. But my cousin Tom sent me a couple clips from a show called Legends of Tomorrow, which as near as I can tell is a show where they made a bunch of my favorite heroes horny bisexuals and they hump their way through time. Uh, which is fine. There's a whole audience that wants that. They're not super identifiable to me as the characters I like. Uh, I don't like that the Atom is Iron Man now. And also the effects on that show are quite bad to the extent that I am fairly certain that when Adam shrinks, they just use an action figure. But he sent me some clips of that show. There's an episode where <laughs> Gorilla Grodd, who is a super intelligent telepathic gorilla, who has been on a weirdly large number of television shows. I was trying to figure it out last night, and I think he's been on at least seven television shows in the last few years. Uh, he goes back in time to kill Barack Obama as a college student. And there is a clip of Grodd bursting into Obama's door and announcing that it will be a pleasure to kill Barack Obama. And it's it's so funny. And it's even better because, like, they kind of cheaped out and the effects work on the gorilla is not great. So it's this iffily rendered gorilla calling for the... Calling for the head of college-age Barack Obama. <laughs> and I, I laughed for like five minutes at that clip. So I'm going to watch that this week and report back. Ah, So next week, I will talk about things I've been enjoying, including the Legends of Tomorrow episode where, where a gorilla attempts to, to disrupt the time stream by killing Barack Obama as a college student. Okay, if you had to pick a president to fight a supervillain in their in their physical prime, I mean Barack Obama is one of the top picks, right? Like, 
I think Abe Lincoln would be in there. He was a college athlete. He's a wrestler. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt was always kind of a, a you know, a, a scrappy type. Uh, just for the purposes of this thought experiment, I'm leaving out anybody who owned slaves which, or was upset that they came along too late to own slaves. Uh, and I'm not great on history, but I will assume everybody pre-Lincoln probably did uh, to one extent or another. And even some of the ones after because because <laughs> the world is terrible. But uh, yeah, so you're... you're if you were to put a team of college-age presidents-to-be together to fight the Legion of Doom, so far we've, we've, we've got Teddy, we've got Lincoln, we've got Obama. I actually think maybe Biden, because he is weirdly fit now at 78, and we see pictures of, of him as a young man. Uh, you know, he was a bit of a, he was a bit of a, like, he was a bit of a tough. So I think Biden makes the team. Uh Maybe Harry S. Truman? He just seems like a dirty fight. Like, I mean, he's from Texas. He's famous for his giant penis. Uh, I feel like he's probably a bit of a dirty fighter. Um, boy, nobody else jumps to mind right now. What I'm going to do before next week is really do some research on all the presidents and determine which ones of them could have formed a team in college to fight the Legion of Doom. And then we'll pit the presidents versus the Legion of Doom. We'll see how it turns out. Um, you know, and just to even it out, we'll maybe maybe throw out a couple of Legion of Doom members. Like, you know what? No, no Bizarro in there. Evil, evil Superman is is a little much for any president to handle. <laughs> it's not much. Not much the old rail splitter could have done <laughs> versus Bizarro's heat breath. That's right, heat breath, because he's the opposite of Superman, so he has freeze freeze vision and heat breath. Anyway, my point is I'm going to watch that show. Uh, wow, somehow I ate up a full half hour uh, and have accomplished nothing. So I guess that's an episode. Uh, I didn't even... And now I'm pressed for time, so I don't even have the space to do a full ad for our sponsor, TeasedBySummer.com. So I'm going to say something quickly. Uh, last week, as I mentioned, I got my TC Tuggers shirt. I was very excited to receive it. Uh, here's what I want to say about the TC Tuggers shirt. This one, along with a couple of the other of the more recent shirts, you can get it white or black. And I prefer black t-shirts because I'm a goth kid at heart. Um, it, it's just just kind of my preference, so... I got it on black, and what I was and what I wasn't thinking of at the time was the the TC Tugger shirt has text on it. That is very hard to say. That's too many T's. Uh, my tongue needs to be more facile to get phrases like that out. Uh, and what a lot of T-shirt designers, uh, even even the big boys, we're talking even like graffiti designs, which is what I exclusively wore when I was in high school and college, basically. They're the they're a company that made all the licensed superhero shirts for a long time. Uh, when you put text on a black shirt, a lot of times it's unreadable, You're especially if you got eyes like mine. Uh, I need black text on a white background. And you put colored text on a black background, there's a very good chance I can't read it. 
Uh, got the black TC Tiger shirt, which does in fact have colored text on it. Completely legible. It is, it is amazing. Uh, I was so happy. The lettering pops. It's just, my point is, it's good design. Like, I have made this point several times beyond, beyond being very good at art. Uh, Teased by Summer is a very, uh, just a just an excellent graphic designer in terms of what looks good on this shirt and if you can put colored lettering on a black shirt and have it be completely legible you are one step ahead of every sandman t-shirt i wore in the late 90s uh again i was a very sad very sad teen boy and i wore a lot of sandman shirts but this is better than all of them uh, I should have been wearing this shirt when I was a young man, even though, you know, it didn't exist and the show didn't exist. It would have been impossible. But my point is just perfect design and just off the charts. Uh, so that's, that's just my nice experience with a, with a shirt I was looking forward to. And then I got it and it was better than I expected. Uh, just awesome design teasedbysummer.com buy something uh, hit the heart to, sh make, to show it's a favorite store that's good for the algorithm buy something put in the notes to seller EJ sent me uh, just so she knows there's some sort of payoff for being my friend uh, when my other friends have online stores I'll you know what I can't do ads for everybody's online store look some, some of my friends are just going to have to go through life never having a benefit from knowing me and I'm sorry. Some of them are probably listening to this right now and they're 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 disgusted. They were they were waiting for some sort of some sort of uh, uh you know some sort of payoff to all this nonsense. Sorry, man. Got nothing. Uh anyway, teasebysummer.com. The TC Tugger shirt looks fantastic in black. Uh don't don't worry about that text because it is tremendous. Um, I am so looking forward to the weather warming up and I can just, I'm going to get, I want to get vaccinated right as the weather warms up so I can start going places and also wear those shirts in places where people can see me and think I'm awesome. And I'll lull them into a false sense of security. And then they'll find out I'm not awesome. I just have great shirts. All right. That's, I guess we've done enough. For the life of me, I couldn't tell you what went into this episode. I didn't even check my notes. I might have had something I planned to say, but maybe next week, unless something exciting happens, I will, I will talk about the things I've been enjoying, or maybe I'll talk about breaking my leg. And... <laughs> I, I'm allergic to most painkillers, so they had to give me Prozac before I could have surgery. So it still really hurt, but I didn't care. It was real weird. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But I'm definitely going to watch the Legend of Tomorrow episode about young Barack Obama. <laughs> It'll never not make me laugh. We'll talk about that. Uh, maybe this whole episode has been a preview for next week's episode. Uh, but hopefully we learn something about the Muppets 
and TC Tuggers. Look, I remember saying a lot of words. I don't remember in what context. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back at this next week. Have a good week. Be careful out there. Visit our sponsor. She's great. Uh, and that's it. Thanks for listening. Fed Talks is a Full Boys production. Wah, 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 wah.